What is up growers, stoners, smokers, and cannabis connoisseur? We're back with another weekly Wednesday podcast brought to you by Homegrown Cannabis Co. I'm your host, Chronic, from at the Cannabis Chronicles on Instagram and YouTube. And in this week's podcast, we have a very special guest joining us. Please welcome Mary Jane or at flower to flower on Instagram. It's like flower herb to flower and baking. That's how you spell it, so check her out. So please join me in welcoming this badass girl grower to our podcast where we're going to be picking her brain on the cannabis industry, grow tips for you growers out there, and how she has enjoyed growing so far. So thank you, MJ, for coming on our show today. Thanks for having me on, Chronic. I really appreciate the chance to come on and discuss different topics within the industry. Give some tips to growers and or aspiring growers listening. Absolutely. Now, first and foremost, I want to let everyone know this podcast is for all level of growers. Miss Mary Jane here is actually a first-time grower, and I find it's very important to get first-time perspectives, viewpoints, and questions to help you novices out, as she may ask or give her thoughts on something you're going through currently learning yourself. So to start off, MJ, we would love to know what you're growing and how long your girls have been going for, and overall, how you enjoy growing so far at this point. Yeah, so I'm growing two autoflowers by Homegrown Cannabis, so actually, definitely recommend them guys, they are very hardy genetics. I have a blueberry autoflower and a blueberry times jack Herrera autoflower. I have seen and gone through the process of grow secondhand with my fiance, however, I never did it myself and watching his grow and how sturdy the autoflowers were, I wanted to start with them as I don't fully understand the ins and outs of light cycles and which fits my plants best yet just yet. So for you beginners, I recommend autoflowers. They've allowed me to kind of focus more on the learning part of growing and not so heavily on the plant itself. Currently, I'm at day 16 with my girls and I'm very excited to see them blossom. I have transplanted them already once and plan on giving them one more forever home. As far as enjoying growing, it's been a lot of fun to see my little girls, which I named Neptune and Luna, blossom and grow. It's really rewarding getting to bring something to life, feed it and care for it, and in the end know it's yielding some amazing medicine or recreational herb that can be a part of your everyday life. It's like growing a vegetable or flower. It's just very rewarding seeing the fruits of your labor. Absolutely, I could not agree more. I personally have gotten to enjoy harvesting my first crop and the feeling is just that. It really is fruits of your own labor. Watching your girls grow is so exciting and even in the stressful times or learning how to train your girls, it's still very peaceful like a zen garden. Which leads me into my next question for you, MJ. Have you faced any new grower issues or obstacles you had to tackle, whether it be training or stress on your plant or a deficiency? So I actually have had one little obstacle so far taught me how to low stress train. My blueberry got a little tall and started to stretch, so I pulled her down with a little zip tie for gardening, and she has done great since. I did also notice my plants were a little sad in their first home when I peeked at the bottom. Their roots were uh, ready for a new container, so I transplanted them and gave them a feeding of compost tea I have available, and they perked up amazing. That's awesome. That makes me very happy to hear that your girls are doing great. Low stress training is always handy to use when your plants are stressing on you early, especially with autoflowers. With your compost tea feedings, are you noticing that your plants are growing quicker or noticing any color or root differences? First grow I ever watched, uh, I had no compost tea use, so this had been definitely new and different. 
From what I can tell, the root system definitely develops a lot more using mycorrhizae and compost tea feedings. Um, we add humic acid to the tea and it definitely help, keeps the roots nice and healthy as well as the color on the, the two girls. is a very nice green coloration, not too dark and not too light. They seem to respond to every feeding very well and I would say my fiance and I have noticed a difference in the girls just in a few days after their first initial feeding. I'm very excited to feed them more and see them grow further. That's so awesome to hear. Humic acid is definitely a resourceful tool to use. For those who don't know what humic acid is, it's a nutrient to keep root health and growth at the utmost best it can be, as well as increasing your potential for overall weight or yield of your plant. So now that you had stated that you transplanted your girls, are you doing a seedling formula for your soil or what type of mixtures are you using and are you guys growing fully organic? Yeah, when we initially planted the girls, we started by doing the paper towel germination method to sprout the taproot. Once we had that sprouted, we placed them into rock wool cubes under our light and after about a week they were ready to come out. Uh, the taproots were popping out of the rock wool, so we placed them into a small container of Fox Farm Happy Frog Blend, which is a lot less nutrient hot than Ocean Forest by them. After a week and a half transplant, them into 70% mix of ocean forest. So currently they're in 70% ocean forest and 30% happy frog. The final home will be a layer of ocean forest, earthworm casting, and mycorrhizae. And I'll do that until the pot is filled. Then I'll transplant the girls into the pots so their roots have an even spread of earthworm casting, mycorrhizae, and ocean forest nutrients to have access to. I am growing fully organic, so I use bloom yellow bottles, that's mainly what our tea consists of. Uh, we do add some random amendments from our local grow store, as well as Neptune's Harvest and Oregon's Only Nectar of the Gods, but we are currently purchasing the full line of bloom yellow, as we are absolutely loving the responses giving the girls. I say we, and I do mean my fiance and I for those wondering, we share a 4.5 gallon compost tea mix we make weekly. Oh wow, that works out perfect. I'm guessing you guys try to line up your growth so your teas are relatively the same potency for the stage of growth for your girls. Also, that is amazing. For those listening, Bloom Yellow Bottles is an amazing organics line and MJ's setup for organics is awesome. Definitely helpful tip layering your soil like that with the ocean forest, earthworm casting, and mycorrhizae. That will definitely create a nice even mixture and blend for your girl's roots. I highly recommend any grower out there doing that layering technique. Yeah, we just make a tea that will be able to feed all of our plants and veggies for the week. If any teas are a little too heavy, we just feed water or make small compost tea mixtures for our seedlings. But currently every plant is on the same feeding schedule. That's so cool to hear. Have you gotten to make a tea yet or are you still learning about what goes into them and the levels for each item? Totally let my fiance do all that stuff right now. He says I'll be making the next few teas to learn, but he has been making them this go-round for um, to dial in the recipe for us. However, I believe the next one he's going to make me mix, so I'm excited to actually get my hands dirty and make my own poop stew. <laughs> That's awesome. We've never heard that called that before, poop stew, but that is exactly what it is, guys. So for those listening, if you've never made compost tea, it's very smelly. And uh, it's exciting that you'll actually be getting down and dirty and doing the next tea yourself. What other aspects of growing are you looking forward to or are you nervous for as a new grower that I could give you tips on or that we could help you and some listeners gain some knowledge on? I'm really looking forward to the training and late flower stages of the plant. 
We're going for shot cup style single to three node autos, so it will be a lot of training and keeping up with defoliation, as well as super cropping and cropping. So a lot of possible mistakes I'm nervous to make, but excited to learn from as well as I would love. You know, as a new grower, it's always so scary to start any heavy training on your plant. What is like a key point that your plant lets you know it can handle training that's high stress or even some of the heavier low stress techniques? So yeah, getting to do all the fun late flower pruning and training is a blast and can be scary to learning, but totally comes with so much reward. Nothing like seeing your bud develop right before your eyes. So that is a great question. The best answer I can give will be one for autos and one for photo periods. For autoflowers, it really isn't generally a good idea to high stress train your plants ever. Super cropping and cropping are about the most stress you ever want to put onto an autoflower. If you plan on doing it, wait until halfway through veg to the end of veg or when you see pistols form. You have to absolutely let your girls have enough time to bounce back from the training and you don't want to overstress them. Autoflowers will get too stressed with training too early or too late, so I tend to keep my heavy training within week 3 to 5 depending on how tall or developed your strain is and how long it goes for. You as a grower do have to make some judgment calls based on your strains, as two of the same seeds could be at different points foliage-wise, even being germinated at the same time. For photo periods, I would say give your plant a good 14 days of being a solid plant, not seedling, and you can start training. I taught my photo period at day 15, I believe. I would have to go look, but she was not that old. I just looked at her node development as well as her leaf structure, and I made the judgment call myself. She is an absolute hulk, so every plant is different, and photo periods are a lot more forgiving with early on training than an autoflower. Okay, that makes so much sense. So around day 25 to 35, I could start bonsai training my plants much more and wouldn't be in fear of hurting them or cause a hermaphrodite. Exactly. Yeah, I would definitely wait for around those days as your blueberry is a 65 day, 10 week finish. So you will be mature enough at that point for her to bounce back and have plenty of time too. Also guys, I do know her seed start and finish times as I grew the same genetics she's currently growing. So bonsai would be perfect training for your girls as well to prevent hermaphrodites from popping out as it strictly is low stress training to guide the plant to grow in a direction you want without hurting it. So no harm really is being done or minimal harm to the inner membrane is being done. It's absolutely perfect for autoflowers. Thank you so much. I can't wait to start training my girls to hold, hold some heavy weight. Absolutely. I'm here to help you growers anytime. And I really want to thank you for coming on this week's weekly Wednesday podcast by Homegrown Cannabis Co. We are out of time. So I do want to say, please go give MJ a follow at flower to flower like flower as in herb and flower as in baking. Check IGTV for her IG link if you're unsure. I'm your host Chronic from at the Cannabis Chronicles on Instagram and YouTube. And from us at Homegrown Cannabis Co., we want to give a big thank you for joining us today, MJ, for this really amazing podcast. No problem. It was a lot of fun and I can't wait to learn more and come back with more knowledge for the growers out there. We absolutely can't wait for that. And I'm going to leave you guys off with one last little tip. We mentioned hermaphrodites, and that is a huge scary thing in this day of growing. Many people stress their plants and end up finding pollen sacs on their plants late flower, and it can, abs it can completely ruin your entire run. Hermaphrodites happen when you overstress your plants, or you create too much stress in a small period late flower, 
or maybe too early on in its life. Autoflowers will hermaphrodite quicker than photoperiods, that is just a genetic rule of thumb. It's because they have a genetic code that tells them to grow no matter what, and when you disrupt that genetic code, you're creating more stress on that DNA. When that DNA is impacted enough to feel that its life is threatened, a plant is going to head and pop self-pollination sacs to preserve its life in nature. It's just what any plant will do. Photoperiods can absolutely withstand 10 times more stress early on than an autoflower, but that doesn't mean autoflowers can't withstand stress. If you have good genetics and good strains like Homegrown Cannabis Co., you absolutely can. I super cropped an autoflower three times my first grow. So you absolutely can, but you just need to know what you're doing. So good luck growing, guys. Don't be too scared of herms. Just don't overstress your plant. So you listeners heard it first. We do plan on having our friend MJ back on. So be sure to follow along with whichever platform you beautiful people are listening from every single Wednesday. And as always, stay lifted. Happy growing and peace.